right, everybody. Welcome back to the Better on Paper podcast. This is the Tuesday after Super Bowl 56, and I absolutely hate to say it, but the Rams are Super Bowl champions. This sucks. TC3 was right. It was a good game. I mean, it was a good Super Bowl. I thought it was a good game. It was a good halftime show. I mean, I don't think there's a lot to complain about. I mean, you can nitpick, sure. But, I mean, overall, compared to some other Super Bowls, it was good. Halftime show compared to other halftime shows, it was good. Yeah, I mean, it, this Super Bowl definitely overall, like, we'll get, we'll get into some of the prop bets and other stuff that we, we talked about last time. But just, like, from the game perspective, this was a much better game than last year's game. Um, I, I, honestly, like... It was a very fun game to watch. I just hate – I've talked about how much I hate the Rams and I could go on and on, and on about it. But it was a fun game to watch um, between big plays, between really good defense being played, between um, just some ballsy calls. Uh, it, it was it was very entertaining. It came down to the last play. Um, again, every game past the wild card was decided by uh, one score. So – that's just kind of a wild, uh, wild thing to think about that through all that playoffs, that's what happened. So, um, first off, congrats to the Rams. I hate you, but congrats <laughs> to the Rams, and I hope that you guys never win another Super Bowl. Um, yeah, yeah I, I am happy for Matt Stafford. I will say, um, yeah, I, I've never been, I never hated Matt Stafford. I just said he was getting overhyped because uh, he was on a super team, and that team was really good. Um, I hate when people call it a super team. I'm not even a Rams fan. I'm sorry. I hate when they call it a super team because every single guy they signed, when they were getting signed, everyone's like, oh, he's past his prime. He's past his prime. He's past his prime. And now they're all doing good. Like, oh, shit, it's a super team. I mean, they they followed the... OBJ, people thought was over the hill. Matt Stafford, people thought was over the hill. Von Miller, people thought was over the hill. Like all these I don't don't know about that. When, When they traded for Matt Stafford, people were saying he's an automatic MVP favorite. Like people immediately said, oh, basically it was. It was just like a few people that were saying, like, oh, maybe not. Like that was definitely no, the right. vast minority but, of people. But it was as soon as the Rams got him, they went, oh, well, McVay's a genius. He'll be the best. It's like no, like I, I think the, it's the people who said that he was overrated then that are saying they're a super team now. The people that thought he was good then just think they're good now. You know what I mean? I think between you can make the argument they have the best corner in the game. Uh, the best overall defensive player in the game in Aaron Donald. I don't think Jalen Ramsey's the best corner in the game, but that's another story. You can make the argument. I mean, he's he's definitely top three. Um, he's good. But, he's very, very good. But you, you, could, so you could make that argument for Jalen Ramsey. You could make the argument Aaron Donald's uh, top two defensive player of all time, potentially. People are making that argument. I don't think that's accurate, but I think he's definitely top two. Also, Jalen Ramsey's been there for quite a few years, you know. I know, but like this team Same got with built Cooper that Cup. way a little bit too. Yeah. Cooper Cup's different. When they added OBJ, um, he ended up playing really well, and it took him a few games to get into it. But um, I don't know. Like I just, I'm just saying that me. like when they got when they, they got Von Miller, when they got OBJ, those guys were not at the peak getting bought for huge sums of money. You know, those were guys that were kind of down that they're willing to scoop up. You know what I mean? Like, I they mean, weren't building, like, when KD went to the Warriors. KD was in his prime going to the Warriors. None of these guys this year that they got were, like, peak hot at the peak. And, like, we're going to pay everything for you. OBJ didn't get paid that much. No. I, I that, see what you're saying. That's also because he lost the value in Bitcoin. So, <laughs> he, but, I mean, you guys, honestly, you guys are both right. They've literally followed the format of the Super Bowl team last year. They had a really good veteran quarterback come in. They went all out on guys that were like big names, Gronk, Leonard Fournette. You know, some people would say were past their prime, but played 
exceptionally well last year. They got to host a Super Bowl, stay at home, sleep in their own beds, and uh, next year it's going to be the Cardinals. I mean, look at they got fucking Kyler Murray, and then they brought in J.J. Watt. They brought in DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, just kidding. I don't think the Cardinals will do it, but I mean, yeah, shit. I mean, their job is to build a good team. You know, yeah. I just wouldn't call yeah. it the super AJ team Green. of like this is unfair. You know? Oh no, I I don't think it was. I, I, when I say super team, I don't mean like oh wow NFL rigged. Like also, I love the whole NFL rigged Twitter. It's absolutely hilarious. But um, I don't. I'm not. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not like saying it's like in basketball when you have like three teams that just have all the talent and everybody else blows like that's not like where i'm going and saying it's unfair not at all i'm just saying like there were like eight teams that could legitimately won it all this year for sure yeah like if you go guy for guy across that roster like like i've heard podcasts called like you know like a guy off or like whatever like they're like literally talking about like all right like give me a stud on this team we'll give you a stud on that team and like go back and forth they'll out stud every other team just because they have so many studs across their roster. And, like, that's their job, but almost all of it was gotten through either free agency or trades, and yeah. that's just kind of different. That's not something we've really seen work in the NFL, um, they did know, tweet, especially longer term. But they did, did tweet the all-in gif, where they, they, they literally, it's the twif gif of the guy, like, pushing the chips all in. Like, they... They set it back yeah, in like no, October. I mean, I mean, I don't think it's like a super team, but it's like to get I said point, in preseason, they easily I said have the most I said in preseason studs. that the Rams are calling their shot this year. Yeah. You know? I mean, they're Stafford, the most... They're saying, this is it. Yeah, they're the most Super Bowl or bust team. That. And that's kind of like to what Kev's talking about. They're easily the most Super Bowl or bust team. Yeah, I mean, it, it, and we'll talk about some potential retirement stuff here in a minute, but, but assuming nobody actually ends up retiring and whatever, like they have a lot of guys in this team that they can't afford to keep, and they also have no draft capital after this. So they had to win it this year, and that was something that was being talked about. I mean, assuming Aaron Donald doesn't retire, he's getting paid a shit ton of money. They're going to sign Stafford to a fat contract. Uh, Cup just is, Cup's getting paid. Robert Woods is getting paid. If OBJ wants to stay, he's going to have to take a massive pay cut, and they already talked about that. He said um, he would, which terrible, terrible handling your business, by the way, OBJ. Oh, like agreed. nothing gives your 100%. team the leverage by saying, I'll take a pay cut on national television. Agreed. Uh, Jalen Ramsey is getting paid a ton of money. It looks like Whitworth is going to retire. That doesn't seem questioned at all. Von so, Miller's at least um, got next year on contract. No, Von Miller's a free agent this year. Um, Are you sure? I swear so he's, 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 I could have been wrong. Though. I'm pretty sure he said he's going to test for agency this year, but... Still, there, there's enough guys that are getting paid that they're going to have a tough time assuming that people don't retire to continue to pay all their studs, and some are going to have to start leaving. Um, I think Leonard Floyd is on a one- or two-year deal. He's not one of their top-end guys, but he had a very, very good season and played very well for them and was one of the key reasons they won that Super Bowl. So um, you know, there's little players like that that I think, um, I don't know, they're going to be interesting to, to – to follow because um, they don't have first round picks for a while. So typically how you continue this dominance is being able to have first round picks to replenish the talent that you're going to lose eventually at a cheaper price. Um, so the fact that they don't have that is kind of uh, worrying if you're a Rams fan. I mean, it's at this it. point you say we want a championship. That's all that matters. Worth right. It. So it, look it, at the Bucks. If you said they, the Bucks if, are right back you, to the shadow realm, dude, but it was worth it. I mean, like Cambridge <laughs> Chiefs fans was a little bit hard, but if I were to tell you, Eight years ago, when before Chiefs were the Chiefs, if the Chiefs were to Super Bowl I mean, this year, but you had eight Chiefs, years bro. of shittiness, you know what I mean? Like, if I would have told you you'd have been horrible for the next eight years, but you win a Super Bowl this year, you would have taken it in a heartbeat, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because there's no guarantee better. you get to watch your team win a Super Bowl while you're alive. You absolutely take it. Exactly. That. Exactly. 
Um, so from that perspective, it worked for the Rams. I mean, we'll see kind of where they continue to go from there. Um, I hope they fall off drastically. Um, what do we, we think? Kind of get into why that might happen. What do we think the home stadium crowd's going to be looking like next year? Do you think it's going to like have a little bit more uptick in Rams fans now, or do you think it'll be about the same? Uh, a little bit more, but I still think it's, it's LA didn't even LA. LA didn't even break top ten for like markets that were watching the Super Bowl. Like Detroit, Michigan was number two that watched the Super yeah. Bowl in the entire country. LA didn't even break the yeah. top ten. Yeah. Yeah, but they watched that man toil for twelve years. Like that's a big buildup. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, but the, the whole point is, it's, it's your host. Not only are you hosting the Super Bowl, but your your team is there and won it, and you're you're the second biggest city in the country and you didn't crack the top 10. Like there's so many reasons why you should have at least been top five and you didn't get there. Oh, yeah. Just because oh, LA is LA. They yeah. just don't like they're in their own little world. I mean, I lived there for four years. I don't like LA just does their own thing. It's really hard to motivate all of LA to get unified in one thing. And there's way too many other things to do. They're all Laker fans or they're Dodger fans or they're going to the beach fans, and surfing. Yeah. Clipper fans, yeah. The, yeah. the seven Clipper fans can get together with the seven Rams fans. Hey, and, hey, uh, that's, a hey football, football season's over now. We can Clippers beat the Warriors <laughs> last night. I didn't even know that happened until this morning, but that was cool to see on the score chart. Uh, honestly, we play the Suns tonight. Probably will lose that one, but hey, we're 29 and 30. Um, I, I do want to say before we get too far off into some hypotheticals here, which you might, I do want to like talk about a little bit of the game. Um, as it went, um, and also congratulate the Bengals because Bengals were really fun to root for this offseason. I know, or this whole postseason camp probably has a little bit different take on that, but no, they're um, they're a good story. That's all. Like, I'm not a, a bitter that they. I'm not bitter and like upset that like they beat us. I mean, I hate Eli Apple, but that's like everyone. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's it, that's everybody. I don't think like, there's that's my only beef the with the Bengals. <laughs> yeah, that's my only beef with the Bengals. And like the people well, that automatically put Joe Burrow over Pat Mahomes now, I think they're. But I'm just like, whatever. They, this just you live in the moment, whatever. Just let them have their emotional high right now. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I mean, yeah, Joe Burrow is fun to watch. It's a fun story. They're gonna be around. I don't know if they're gonna make it Super Bowl again for a few more years. I mean, they obviously they can. Um, but to, to say like they're a, they're a shoe in for Super Bowl in the next couple of years, I think is a long shot just because there's so many good teams in the AFC. It's going to be tough to to make it back. Let's go down um, hypothetical but, alley though. They are top five in cap space, meaning they have like top five most money to spend on free agents. I mean, obviously it's not like they have this like slam dunk draft pick now, but I mean, I think everyone it's clear that they're going to go O line. You know, I. I'm not saying they make it back next year, but I'm just like, I don't know if the window is closed per se, although there is a lot of top-heavy teams in the AFC. It's not closed, and I'm not saying it's closed. I'm saying just to get back, they're going to have to beat. There's a lot of really good teams that they're going to have to beat. and It's one thing to do it once when you're the underdog and no one's really expecting it. It's another thing to do it again the next year. Um, And so we'll see, but you're right. They have a ton of cap space. They have all their draft capital left, so they haven't given away anything. They have – their best players are all on rookie contracts, so they still have – you know, they, they don't have to pay them up yet. So yeah. you have T. Higgins, you have Jamar Chase, you have Joe Burrow. Um, I think Mixon's the one that's up for a contract extension. He's the next one. Uh, um, I don't know. If he hasn't he's... already gotten his contract extension. Oh, about the contract situation, I don't know. I just I don't think it's a good idea to extend a running back. We've kind of seen how that goes. But yeah, I don't know, I mean, I don't know he's, if he's up for he, that or not. He had a great year this year, so I think they, they're going to keep him. Yeah, it's, probably, it's kind of one of those situations they should. But hopefully it's not a Todd Gurley-like sitch, you know? I mean, but let's talk about the game and kind of how it went down a little bit too, because 
it was one of those interesting games that kind of went into like a weird defensive battle for the third quarter, but um, it started off kind of how I expected where the Rams took an early lead and then started to gradually kind of choke and blow it away. And then the Bengals just didn't fully capitalize on it. I mean, in that second half, um, obviously they missed the PI. That was a huge play. And he, T Higgins yeah. grabbed Jalen Ramsey's face mask. I really liked that the refs weren't calling anything most of the game. I I'm a big fan of that. Um, we'll get to the end of the game, but for most of the game, they were pretty much staying out of it. Um, yeah, and weren't it was tight to see, which was which was great. Um, Stafford had his two picks, um, one of which wasn't really his fault, but kind of was uh, the the tip ball. But it, you know, at that situation, that second pick, the Bengals didn't capitalize on that. I think they score a touchdown that drive. I think that game starts getting really out of hand really quickly. Um, and that's where the issue is for the Bengals is they didn't capitalize on it. They, they had that Super Bowl ready to win, and they just didn't didn't finish. Yeah, I mean, it, you even see the last play. I mean, it's been going around. Jalen Ramsey's on the floor again. Jamar Chase had it. But Aaron Donald just got there too quick. You know, it's not like it's like Joe Burrow's fault. He literally didn't have mm-hmm. enough time to hit him. But, yeah. I mean, it could have been a walk-off touchdown for the Bengals. And, I mean, how exciting would that have been? Yeah, I mean that that game came down to exactly what we said: Are the Bengals O line going to be able? Is the Engle, Bengals O line going to be able to block the Rams D line and Aaron Donald? The answer to that in the second half was no, absolutely not. Uh, and he just got bludgeoned. It was. Um, and, I mean that that the end of the game, man. It was good. I mean, I know we were like weren't really rooting for the Rams, but I mean, at, for what it was, just to see, it was like here comes the signature. Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup drive, like they're on their own 30. There it is, Sean McVay not being a coward, going for it, like calling his shot, giving it to his best player, getting the conversion, getting like it goes all the way down. Cooper Cup touchdown, steals the Super Bowl MVP, which I mean, that was the story as well. And then you got the Mm -hmm. following back, and then just dude, Aaron Donald just comes in and ices it with the back to back sacks on third and one and fourth and one. It just. I mean, if you're like for the Rams, I'm like, that's how you want to end the fucking Super Bowl right there is exactly like that on those guys backs and it was for that regard it was it was cool i liked that yeah i mean i mean the 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 craziest part to me about kind of the ending of that whole drive was um <clears throat> how we just talked about joe mixon who i just looked up his salary um this year he made five million um and he's in, <sighs> under contract till 2024 He'll be making eight next year and then nine 2023 and 2024. That's, that's a pretty but good But Joe Mixon's a top five running back in football, and he wasn't on the field during that drive. And that yeah. doesn't make sense to me. And you handed the ball off. Like, how yeah. do you not have one of the best running backs in football on the field? Even I if think you that's... think he's washed, you don't want to resign, whatever. Like, he's better than Samaj P. Ryan. That's not a hot take in any way, shape, or form. And he's a better no. receiver than Samaj P. Ryan. It's just... And the fact that he's not in the game is bizarre to me. Makes this absolutely isn't, no sense. It, it, it's hard. It's like that stupid, what I think it is, is it's that stupid fucking coaching trend that's been going on that's like hasn't been working out for coaches at all, so I want it to end. But it's like the we know who we are kind of thing. And like clearly, I mean, Samaji's been there th- th- been there on third down all the time. Like that's their third down package. So like we got to go with our package because it's third down and this is what we've done. Although it's like, because it's, like, it's not like Zach Taylor was sitting there like, you know, like, oh, I'm going to put in Joe Mixon. Oh, just kidding. Let's put in Samaji. Like, and I think, like, part of the deal is, like, because they have Samaji and it's going to, like, signal to the Rams, like, Joe Burrow's going to pass it. And uh, obviously they didn't. And it it's one yard. It was, to your point, it's idiotic. But I just, this is just the trend that coaches have been doing. And it's annoying. And it's, like, stick to the package. And, 
you know, this is the package yeah. and this is what we've done. And I mean, it's, it's my not thing working. Is, when when Joe Mixon's in there, it's also could be a pass play. He's a very good receiver. It's not like oh, he can't receive out of the backfield. So like it's it's not like oh we put Derrick Henry in there. So like they know we're gonna run the ball. It's like no, like, I don't know. Like no, like Mixon yeah. can run the ball and he can catch. So like either way you go, he's a better option. It's one thing when you're spelling him throughout the course of a game, but this is the end of the season. There's no more spelling anybody. Like this Agreed. is this is his it, time, right? And then on fourth down, like this is another weird thing, right? Obviously. Donald just killed this guy and got to Burrow quick. Yeah. And then Burrow's getting kind of spun down and he just hucks the ball in the air. Actually got it pretty fucking close to some AJP run. And then he didn't die for it. He kind of just like let it fall. I don't know how close it was. It was hard to see from that angle, but I'm like, that kind of seems like he could have given a little bit more effort for it considering that's the Super Bowl. And what if Joe Mixon was in there? What would have happened? Right. Yeah. Is he just a half a step quicker and oh, is able to get there? I mean, it's going to haunt Bengal fans forever. Um, that's tough. That's it so is, tough, and it's like man. it's it because it is. It's annoying. Like you should feel like out a coach because it's also they were not putting Mixon in on third downs to preserve him for health. And it's like, bro, this is like the final drive of like the Super Bowl. Like this is like screw what you've been doing all year. This is when you use Joe Mixon in that situation. You know, it's just it was it's poor decision making. But I mean, it. I just I think that's the logic. I don't know. I'm not Zach Taylor. I just am like yeah. that's what I assume it has to have been. Cause I'm like, nothing else makes sense. Cause it's like, there's no way he was like, mm, let's get Samaji in there over Joe. Sorry, Joe. Totally. Totally. I mean, but that and, could be giving to, him too to, much benefit of the doubt to finish up on the Bengals really quick too. I mean, obviously great year. And it's like, it sucks to have to harp on them like this because like, they did have a really good year and they were a fun team to watch. And like, they really shouldn't have even been there for all intents and purposes. And they got there and were this close to winning it all. Right. Yeah. And if they would at all, it didn't matter if they should have been there or not. Right. Um, but now you just get into the little nitpicky things. And in the beginning of the year, both you and me said the same thing when they drafted Jamar Chase. Right after the bust. draft, he went, who, and this is what everybody else said. It wasn't even bust. It was, who's going to block for Burrow? Well, that's and for most of the year, and no most of the did. Super Bowl, it didn't matter, right? And then <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden, the last half of the Super Bowl is when it mattered. And that's just mm-hmm. kind of wild. I mean, if you're a Bengal fan, you're very happy you have Jamar Chase, right? This is, this is not like, yeah. oh, they, they fucked up drafting him because he's half the reason they're there. But... <laughs> This it's, is what everybody was talking about what might happen. You have money in the offseason. You have money. Go spend it. It's very clear what you need to spend it on. Joe Burrow is also here at his knee again. He's going through surgery because of that hit during the game, which I thought it was going to knock him out for the game, which was sad to see. It was cool to see him back. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think he was only back because it was the Super Bowl. I feel like if it was any other game, that he would have been out for the rest of the, the game. But No, Joe I mean, Burrow won't need surgery for it. Really, I heard he was gonna undergo surgery and do some like rehab on it. Four hours ago, yeah. Won't need surgery. Shouldn't shouldn't affect his off season training plan. Good, good. Well, that's well, good. I mean, that's that's objectively a good thing. That's just not. But when both him and Stafford, which means, went, and I mean, that means they're gonna have a good full off season of Joe Burrow training and a yeah. third year third year quarterback, right? Which should yeah. be better than yeah. a second year quarterback. Yeah, I mean, he's well, gonna be coming in hot next year. Yeah, because he was rehabbing from his ACL off season this year too. So like, exactly, yeah. That's what I'm now saying. you actually get a real off season would be great. Um, the one thing is, is that who did get hurt was OBJ, and he did. It looks like he's, he tore his ACLs. That everybody's mm-hmm. saying. Um, I don't know if it's confirmed, confirmed, but it looks pretty obvious he did. That's another thing I've, with contract stuff, where if he might, like, that's a twelve month injury potentially. He may not be back until the playoffs. So are they really going to be willing to spend all that money on him? 
or any money at all. I mean, maybe if he just signs for kind of dirt cheap and they stash well in the IR the whole season, that's still a lot of money to pay somebody full year to not even suit up. And he may not even, if you don't get there, may not even get a chance to suit up. So that, that'll be a weird scenario too. How do you think Browns fans are doing too? I mean, everyone's been talking about the, you know, the Lions fans because of Stafford, but let's not forget OBJ was an asshole and like forced his way out in a very douchey way. How do you think yeah. Browns fans are doing seeing him still win a ring despite the injury? No, I, I, definitely I don't think that they're that. cheering for him specifically. I no. hope not. Because, like, it's been a whole narrative. Everyone's like, you know, he's been playing better. So everyone's like, see, he's playing better. Like, blah, blah, blah. It was what did Baker's fault, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yes, whatever. It doesn't make me want to root for him. <laughs> he still was a dick. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm not a Random OBJ, OBJ fan. Slander. I'm just not an OBJ fan. The way he left, it wasn't just like, oh, you're being oppressed by the owner. No, it was like you're just no. being a dick. Like, yeah. he was just kind of being a dick. Like, there's a lot of good people around him that were also going through a tough time, and maybe he was being unfairly treated, but I don't think he really was. He didn't look like he was. He was getting fed the ball more than he probably should have been. Um, Baker was just broken, um, and that's yeah. kind of what drove him out. But now he has a ring, right? I mean, it, in a way, it sends a message to players of, if you really are unhappy, this complain is, and bet on yourself. I mean, there's, I mean, you know? there's a, I think that we're going to start seeing a lot more of that in the NFL because, I mean, I mean, it's going to start right now. I think I don't want to make a story. Dude, it started. Out of this, That's exactly how Jalen Ramsey got there. Remember? I know his his unceremonious exit from the Jaguars. He had to be physically separated from their coach in the locker room. I'm just. Like, I didn't want to make a story is, this out is of a it. A pattern that's been happening. It's just we notice it now because the team that got these guys won the super bowl yeah and so now it's you see kyler now <sighs> dude i hate it but it's because i didn't want to make a story out of it but there's just a lot coming out where it's like kyler is frustrated because kyler thinks that he's being scapegoated for the loss which are you a scapegoat if you're the reason for the loss i don't know but and then people from the cardinals organization are like well he's immature and he's a finger pointer and we've already tried to talk to him about his sideline attitude and it's just like whew. This could, I mean, for benefit for you. I mean, you know, fuck the Cardinals, but <laughs> I, I, I really was like, I refuse to make this whole like Instagram scrub a story because it's a non-story. But I'm like, oh, stuff's coming out and it's looking like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, when it's all said and done, I feel like nothing's gonna, nothing really gonna end up happening. It's just gonna be this drama. It's just gonna be like Russell Wilson with the and then he's gonna get forty he all this stuff, and then he's just gonna stay there. But. Um, it is a weird thing, and it's something that both you and me um, have talked about. And don't get me wrong, we're both absolutely brilliant and smartest people, football people ever, but we're also idiots. And the fact that we even noticed the fact that he was pouting every single game was something to be you know, talked about. If we noticed it, how many other people are noticing it? His yeah. teammates are definitely noticing it. I mean, every time he started to get hit and get down the game, his body language went down the tubes. He started limping a little bit He's and quiet. all these other things. It, it's, that's not what you want as a franchise quarterback. You know, that's no. not, that's, that's, that's a horrible attitude. Um, you never see Matt Stafford who just won a Super Bowl. He was never doing that. Joe Burrow was never doing that. Pat Mahomes never does that. Uh, Russell Wilson never does that too. While he's on the field, at least. Yeah. He had some off the field stuff, but on the field, he's always hey, a leader. Let's throw it out there. Josh Allen's doing that stuff. You know, you see Josh him Allen's hyping his doing that. Yeah. I mean, go through even, even Trevor Lawrence with all even, the off season stuff that was happening. He wasn't doing that. I was going to say, even uh, Trevor Ryan Lawrence Tannehill's was not doing that. Let's go. I mean, go through every. Derek Carr is yeah. not doing that. Go through every no. playoff quarterback. None of them are doing it. Not even the playoffs, dude. Trevor Lawrence was in the worst situation out of everyone, and even he was like, "Come on, guys!" Like he was being good. I mean, and that's a rookie. I don't know. I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't. It, I don't know about tough. this Kyler Murray fella. 
Yeah, I mean, I I have a vendetta against him because he should have played for the A's, and I would have been just happier as a person. My A's would have been playing better, and the Cardinals would have sucked. But what if he brought this so, attitude to the A's? Yeah, you'd rather have a crybaby on your team? Yeah, well, he's, um, he'd still be yeah, the same but guy. Yeah, it's baseball, but it's baseball, so it's a little bit more you know, individual. Crybaby it's a longer accepting. season, all that kind of stuff. Like it's softer a sport, different of a, softer sport overall. Yeah, you don't you don't have True. the physical beating that you do in football, so like maybe his spirits would be a little bit higher. Um, but he'd be but, playing at the Oakland Coliseum. That's kind of a down. That's a bummer. Oh, no, no, I love the, <laughs> I love the Coliseum, but that's that's a different that's a different conversation. Coliseum's all time venue, but um, oh my gosh, <laughs> uh, at least for, for baseball for baseball specifically, not for football. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean th- that Kyler Murray story is weird. We'll see what actually ends up happening. My guess is it's a nothing burger. Um, it's but I still also probably, said that about Urban Meyer. Yeah, I mean, it's like, still I, probably I, just given contracts. I still feel like Kyler Murray will end up being a nothing burger. But like to your point, it would it won't just be a nothing. Like it'll be like we'll hear about it. It'll be some drama. It'll probably have some headlines in the off season. And then it it'll end with Kyler Murray getting an extension and him just like shutting up. Yeah, I mean, it, I I said Urban Meyer when he first got caught with the chick at the bar. I was like, oh, it's gonna be a nothing burger. They'll soup it under the rug. Um, I was definitely wrong, but I was also more wrong because more things kept happening over and over again. So I just didn't realize that was just like the tip of the iceberg. So do you see the restaurants not called Urban's anymore? Oh no, that's it. Got it's like up for sale. Like the (laughs) the investment group behind it is like we're putting it up for sale or something like or some investment group bought it. I don't know. But point being is it's being completely rebranded. Like it's not called Urban's anymore. Like the whole because like it started bringing negative PR to the restaurant and like it was taking I don't know I would lean into it I feel like if you leaned into it more you'd get more PR like like if you just like leaned into the whole fact of like yeah this is where Urban was a moron like it was on this bar tourist attractions like I don't know like I feel like this was the bar stool yeah I don't know sign it Urban sign the bar stool trying to cover it up typically doesn't work well when you lean into it you typically come out better on the other end when you didn't when you're the person that did nothing wrong which that bar did yeah. nothing wrong i'd say we'll um, see what happens but at the end of the day this is probably the last we're going to hear about urban's chat bass on all of the runs probably probably um tc3 yeah you got um, something to say you got something no i'm just curious to see where uh where urban meyer winds up next year next season on the couch yeah. <laughs> Probably, I think I think he'll I'll take at least a year. Old. I'm still pulling for Alabama offensive analyst. <laughs> I mean, that's I can see likely. I'm sure. I'm I can sure see he's some like I can see some like under. I can. I don't see think some, it'll happen, but I would just love for it to happen because I've been joking about it for so long. I can see some semi-competitive, but like not really respected D1 program picking him up. And just being like, let's just see if this gets us over the hump, you know? Like we're we're, like, we're there. It's like Vanderbilt. Just yeah, like, I was gonna say like, Vandy, but I realized I don't know much. I was gonna say I don't know much about college football, <laughs> but I was gonna say Vandy because I felt like that'd be a good one. But I don't just know. Like uh, I don't know they're SEC though, so you probably won't yeah. Do that, but still, um, yeah. Uh, let's get back to the Super Bowl, Wild Super Bowl. That's uh, <laughs> it's one for the books. Um, we had prop bets that we talked about, kind of unrelated to the game. Um, that I thought were just kind of fun. Uh, talk about you mentioned the halftime show earlier. Uh, first prop bet that we talked about the halftime show uh, was that uh, this first song was going to be uh, you had California Love Cam and the me uh, Tyler the Gambler and TC Three had uh, Lose Yourself. Uh, all of us were wrong. Um, Wait though, can episode. you can you check? We filled out. Wrong. We talked about Vegas telling me I was wrong. I'm just saying. 
The only money I put down on the game was with our uh, little bracket pool, and I do think I put next episode as first song on that. I can't find my my thing though, so I don't know if oh, that's cool. I, we're going on the record on the podcast. I, I yeah, would, but but the money up. I put down, which I didn't win back because I still didn't get every single prop bet right, but I think I got at least a check mark there. <laughs> well, I got well, Cam down for Kelly. Oh, uh, I yeah. might. I think I doubled down. Well, oh, Check you're showing. Oh, I, I thought <laughs> that was Kevin's notes. notes. I, yeah. anyway. I was on yeah, a record we, we, somewhere. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I overall, and then the other one we talked about was Snoop Dogg's half. Uh, Snoop Dogg's shoes. They were white with a yellow shoelaces. So white is the color of the shoes. Um, I said white or black. It went black, so I was still wrong. So that's a bummer. Um, yeah, I went yellow before. and I made a joke because we were like, it has to be the clear color of the shoe, not like a stripe. And I was like, but he has like yellow laces to like, and I actually turned out having <laughs> that. And I was like, lol. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Cam is way more into to hip hop than either Thomas or I. But I mean, um, out of the three of us, I'm the one who's got some rap songs on SoundCloud. So, I mean, I'm like, I got to be the resident expert, right? <laughs> but I, I mean, I didn't think it was a bad halftime show. I mean, also like high school me... Like Eminem was like, I mean, like whatever, every other white guy in high school, I guess. But at the time, like that was like your thing. And I know TC3 and not, I had, not, had not not my Eminem thing. Yeah, no. together. There's, there's no shame in being a high school kid that loves Eminem. I loved Eminem <laughs> in high school, but I was never like an Eminem guy. Like I was, all, I was low key a little bit of a Dr. Dre guy. In high school, I was a Kendrick Lamar. Definitely a Wiz Khalifa guy in high school. Dr. Dre guy. That's a weird guy to be a guy of, I've got to say. Yeah. He was iconic. That's just... You know, I don't know. He was iconic. He put out like one album at that point. <laughs> when we were in high school, he I had mean, the Chronic and 2001. Oh my gosh. He's, okay, he had, he's more of the... Had, right, he had two, two iconic... He's more of the producer albums. mogul, though. Like, if you're a well, Dr. Yeah, Dre yeah, guy, you don't admire him just because of his stuff. Like, you admire him If you're a Dr. Dre guy, you're listening to Eminem. Yeah. Well, yeah, I listen <laughs> to Eminem. You're admiring Dr. Dre because of, of what he's been to rap, not just for his individual songs. Like, yeah, it's more of his contribution to the field as a whole, which is... Which is massive. His like, production, his production, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's rap's kind of like a pyramid scheme anyway. I mean, Dr. Dre brought up all those guys. Jay-Z had Kanye and Rihanna, and then Kanye got Kid Cudi and Big Sean. I mean, it's all pyramid scheme. It all goes up, back to the top. Just saying. Well, And uh, then you sell your headphones for $300 million. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, the, the one thing I have to say about the halftime show that was really weird was that they just, like, didn't advertise that 50 Cent was going to be there, and then he was. And then that, they always try to do some sort of surprise. They always try to do a surprise. I was hype. I was hype. But like, it was weird that they brought him in before they brought in like half of the artists that were that were like supposed to be there. I thought that was just kind of like odd. That like, I don't know. Like, I think that was and the then shock like, value. And then Kendrick <laughs> didn't do "Humble," which is bizarre because "Humble" is one of the best-selling rap songs ever. Like, how do you not play that one? That was weird. Um, I don't know. That was just. I mean, odd. by that logic, Eminem should have done like twelve songs. I know, but like the fact that he got one song and he didn't pick his most. He got popular two. Song. He got Backstreet Freestyle and All Right, which were two popular ones. They kind of. But they, I mean, they did like a half. Know, like, I mean, it was like everyone. They did like half the song. Yeah, and like yeah, they did a little medley. Yeah, they all kind of did. Um, I didn't know anything from Mary J. Blige, so I just I, I had no idea what was going on there. But, I knew um, Family Affair. That one was an iconic one. But I think that's, that's about good. it. See, Cam's our rap guy. Yeah. I think <laughs> um, it's hilarious. Like, my girlfriend pointed out, because the whole set was like a house. So that means like half the stadium couldn't see what was going on. Because <laughs> they were behind yeah, I everything. I thought that the entire time, too. 
if you're like if you're on the the side that couldn't see Fifty Cent drop down, and the yeah. other half goes nuts, you're like, what? What? You're like <laughs> looking at the fucking uh, whatever the jumbotron the whole time. Hundred percent. That's what I was thinking. I, it also looked like a like there's half of me that was like, is this green screen? Like, remember when the Cowboys for a few years on Thanksgiving like had their halftime show or whatever, and it was like not happening at the same time. And, like, people at the game are, like, there's no show happening right now when it's on TV. And then they were, like, they had pre-filmed it and, like, green screen the back. Like, it almost looked like that. Like, I knew it wasn't because it would have been too big of a deal for Super Bowl halftime show. But, like, it looked green screened. Oh, yeah. Like, the way that the audience behind him looked. I don't know if it was just the lighting of the Jumbotron. But I was, like, well, how, like, hilarious would that be is if, like, they pre-filmed this just for speaking, whatever reason. Speaking of something crazy. that. I was happy to see that it at least sounded like they were doing it live. Like it didn't sound like it was a lip sync. No, I was pleased um, with I th- that. I mean, it make it the production quality goes down. I mean, it's rap music, you know. Like it sounds better in headphones. But like I was happy that they, you know, they still did it yeah. live. Yeah, live. I mean, I think I think overall they did a really good job for like a halftime show. And like I was saying before we got on, like I don't really remember the last halftime show. I was like, oh wow, that was awesome. Like there've been a couple that are like, oh, that was interesting. All oh, they did. Gaga, I think cool. Gaga's was good. Katy Perry's was like, good. But I mean, now we're going back like eight years. Yeah, like it, I thought J Lo and Shakira were good. The weekend was kind I of they were bad. Fine, but like, that was my thing. It was like, eh, they were like, they're fine. But like, I don't like, I don't remember being blown away by a halftime show in a very long time. Um, the problem is the bar is so high. Like, oh my god, these five, these five all star. You know, artists, you expect a lot, but you can't do that much in the 15 minutes or 20 minutes they have. Yeah, know? I was like bummed how short it was, but I was like, I get it. But I was like, damn. I yeah, like, it would have like been I cool was... if everyone else got a half, another half song. I would have been like yeah, super thrilled. That's what I was expecting. That's what I was expecting was another like half a song each. I felt yeah. like I got like taken five minutes away from it. Like, I was like, if 50, five minutes off it or if 50 got some like some PIMP on there, Eminem got some Rap God, Kendrick was able to add in some Humble, and then Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre like did nothing but a G thing. I'm like, oh, that would have been cool. But, you know, you can't yeah. please everyone, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, it, it was like, it was good. Like, I'm not like dissing the show, but like if, and I said this earlier too, if you were outside the ages of like 25 to 40-ish, then you were bored stiff by that halftime show because you probably never listened to any of these people's songs because like that was literally a millennial song only like not even Gen Z not any of the Zoomer stuff like not even older than that like it, it was very like fifteen year group of people that grew up where this was the music they listened to, um it, like there was not really other appeal than that because like if you're older than that you haven't listened to any of these artists if you're younger than that. There's no way you would have heard of any of the stuff that was, you know, the older generation. I got I got more faith for the younger generation knowing about Eminem and like Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg and a Fifty Cent. There's I, the I mean Kendrick Lamar is the only one that's kind of the the closer. He's that bridge, but even then, like he's still definitely more. Like we're we're the youngest people that kind of group. I think that would have been able to kind of be relate to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. This was I, this was like our Super Bowl halftime show that said. You're middle aged now. You're old. Like, yeah, I. <laughs> you are yeah. not the young, exciting demographic anymore. Yeah, that's true. So that's fun. Yeah, yeah which I, just a weird, weird thing I just, to think about. Um, I got, I got faith I for the younger generation. I mean, still, I'm like, I'm out here. We listen to the Eagles. We listen to, you know, we listen to stuff that our parents grew up listening to. I mean, who's to say that our little kiddos aren't listening to what we grew up to? Yeah. I give, I, 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 <laughs> uh, I got, a, I got a sliver of hope for the youngins. 
Yeah, well, I, lose I, yourself is going to be on that uh, that carpool playlist for sure. The clean version. The clean version. Yeah. Mom's the, spaghetti. The linguistic gymnastics going on uh, was pretty. That was epic. pretty funny. Oh, even me Dr. And my Dre buddy. said afterwards, he's like, "Yeah, that was what the NFL cared the most about was what we were saying," and so we had to be really careful about it. Um, so that's just kind of funny. For for the next episode, me and my my friend Ian literally went nuts because we we knew it was coming up. Where they go, motherfuckers! So we're like waiting for it. Like, are they gonna do it? Are they gonna do it? And he goes, little busters, and we just look at each other. They go, little busters! <laughs> like it was almost like we made a bet on it. We just got so hyper, like let's go. <laughs> That's so funny. That was that it's was their best like, gymnastics they did. That was like they they landed it. They did the triple backflip, landed it perfectly, tens across the board for little busters. <laughs> um, yeah, it was uh, it was a halftime show. Good for them. Um, anything else in the Super Bowl uh, before uh, we uh, move on to kind of the last couple topics um, that are tangentially related? Um, by that I mean potential retirements. Congrats, Matt Stafford, on getting into the Hall of Fame. Congrats, <laughs> Cooper Cup for the. I know people are like, "Cool it, we don't need to get ahead of." That's mine. Just congrats to Cooper Cup for arguably the best wide receiver season. Yeah. I think inarguably they showed some stats, and he. This I think it's inarguable, here. but I know that there's people out there that would argue it. But I'm. Like, I don't know. know. Twenty five hundred yards, triple crown, Super Bowl MVP. I don't know what more you could accomplish. Yeah, I mean, when you include the playoffs. Receiver. It's hard. It's hard because of the seventeen game season. But if you include the playoffs, it's definitely one of the most dominant that we'll ever see. Um, and I can't remember every single season. But I mean, I'm thinking the only one I can think of is the Randy Moss. I think two thousand seven Patriots, whatever that was, um, where Brady threw for sixty touchdowns, whatever absurd number he threw for, and Moss had just one of the most insane years ever. He just didn't win the Super Bowl, so people don't talk about it. Um, he had more touchdowns, but he didn't have as many yards. Um, did he it's have a triple crown? I know it's season. possible. I know that I know Cooper Cup wasn't the first triple crown. By the way, listeners, triple um, crown. Well, he's not the first triple crown, but well, him yeah. and him and Jerry Rice are the only people to uh, only receivers to have won a triple crown in a season and then also win Super Bowl MVP. However, Jerry Rice did not do it the same year that he won the triple crown. Got so it. Cooper Cup's only one to do it all in the same season. Which is um, why I think it has to be de- definitively yeah. the best. By the way, listeners, if you don't know, a triple crown, he led the league in touchdowns, receptions, and yards. Yeah, I'm going to look up Which is Randy insane. Moss. This is insane, which is insane. Yeah, yeah. so Ra- Randy Moss in uh, 2007 had uh, 23 touchdowns, uh, 23 receiving touchdowns, and 1,493 yards on 98 catches. So he just had less volume of catches, but he also had a much higher touchdown percentage. Oh, well, we've seen oh. the iconic, like, three catches, 187 yards, three touchdowns, like Thanksgiving yeah. Day. <laughs> yeah, and he won, he, he won Offensive Player of the Year uh, that year as well. But Makes um, sense. Yeah. He, oh, yeah, uh, and Cooper Cup won Offensive Player of the Year, which, I mean, what more could he have done was just win MVP, which is just kind of hard to do. But he won Offensive Player of the Year. It's like... Which he, which I'm happy they did. I'm really happy that he won that. Which and, and actually, I'm going to take that back. He didn't win Offensive Player of the Year. This is kind of when they had the old school Offensive Player of the Year stuff. Um, they actually Tom Brady won MVP and Offensive Player of the Ugh. Year. Uh, Randy Moss got second in Offensive Player of the Year. Wes Welker was fourth. Jesus, <laughs> so they had three was, Patriots of the top. four. That was literally such um, an insane year. <laughs> yeah, that that year was absolutely insane. That was one of those. That, how, what did Brady end up having that year? Yeah, he had 50 touchdowns. Eight picks, almost um, five thousand yards, and that was in sixteen games. But Matthew Stafford, again, first back. quarterback ever, six thousand yards, fifty touchdowns. I mean, it includes postseason, but first ever to do yeah. six thousand and fifty. 
and then you know, come back to Cooper Cup, like he had just a much bigger yardage year, um, and it was just one of those oh where he God, was yeah. basically the Rams' whole offense that whole year. You're right, Cam. From a, it's one of the best seasons we'll ever see, if not the best. Um, and he he didn't come out of nowhere because he was still a good receiver, but I don't think anybody expected this jump. I mean, um, I'd call Eastern Washington nowhere, so he came well, out of nowhere. Well, I mean, nowhere. last year, whoa, like, whoa, he was whoa. a decent receiver. That's a hometown year, hero. Like, he didn't go from, like, no one knew who he was to to MVP. Like, he, he was a solid receiver the past few years. Like, no, he was year. a great receiver, but he was, like, a fifth, sixth rounder in, like, everyone's fantasy league this year. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, no, 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 he was a great, he's a great receiver. But no one expected him to have the most dominant single season stats ever. You ready for a fleece? So last year. Now we are for next year, you know. You ready for this fleece, Thomas? Last year in a dynasty league, I traded away Zach Moss for Cooper Cup on a four year contract each. If you don't know who Zach Moss is, exactly. I got Cooper Cup, bro. Had him all year. Yeah, I mean, that. (laughs) That's obviously very. That's obviously good for a dynasty league. Anybody who's able to get Cooper Cup is. Uh, like I said, it was a fleece. You just sometimes you just gotta flex your like absolute steals. Um, <laughs> um other things about the Super Bowl. Uh, obviously, TC three brought up um, last week. Do we think Stafford's a Hall of Famer who won the Super Bowl? Yeah. Um, it's been a it's been a topic of conversation around. Uh, yeah, I think when it's all said and done, like yeah. if he ends up playing for. Um, another four or five years, he's probably end up being a, a Hall of Famer. Um, it, it's hard to argue with the amount, like with his stats and his, uh, now that he has a Super Bowl as well as a quarterback, it gets really hard to take him away. I mean, like the only other ones that I could think of that wouldn't be in that line are like a Joe Flacco, Trent Dilfer, where like they just didn't have the career stats to back it up. A, yeah, no, I agree. Cam, I just wanted to bring this up because you mentioned it last week that you call him, what was it, fourth quarter Stafford? Or what What was the, the garbage uh, time stuff? Stat oh, Padford. Pat, yeah, Stat, Stat Padford. Pat, he has led 34 fourth quarter comebacks. I know, I was talking to my buddy about that. I assume most of which are with the Lions. Yeah, of course. And I just want to say that's insane that he is a four quarter quarterback. I was talking to my friend about that because I was like, how do you think, because it was our other friend Nick, I was like, who's a Lions fan who was like, talks shit on Matthew Stafford all the time. I was like, how do you think, like, Nick's feeling right now. Now that, that you know his boy is in the Super Bowl, he goes, "Well, I think he's a Rams fan now." So, <laughs> I think he's like, it's like becoming. I guess I didn't talk to him about it. I guess it's a joke because he's like, I can't fucking escape this guy for whatever reason. Hates Matthew Stafford. Like this year was like, I'm gonna be a Rams fan because I'm from LA. Fuck the Lions. And then the Matthew Stafford thing happened. He's like, God damn it. Let's yeah, check I it mean, on him. <laughs> Staff- Stafford's historical rankings. This was a two years ago. Like, he was up there with quite a bit. Um, so I think it was looking at his 11 seasons at the time. Um, or th- Looking at people through age 31, he is second only to Peyton Manning in passing yards at age 31. Uh, third to Manning and Marino on passing touchdowns. Uh, first in completions. Uh, first in attempts. Uh, which attempts, you know, it's a weird stat, but whatever. Um, hey. but he was 17th in interceptions, sixth in sacks, first in pick sixes, not a category you want Let's to Let's go. But again, he had the most game-winning drives at 34, and this was February 2020 when this article was written. Um, just keep that in mind. And then 28 fourth-quarter comebacks, the first, like the most at age 32. 
So from that perspective, like he does have a lot of stats to go to his he name. Has. It's only gone up over the past couple of years, and now he has a Super Bowl. If he plays another few years, he'll get there. He'll end up being top 10 probably in passing yardage or potentially passing touchdowns um, in completions more than likely, especially if he ends up staying okay. on a good team. Gonna and not not even a good team, but like at least an average team. Because we forget, like he was on literally the worst team in the NFL for pretty much his entire career. They did make some playoffs. Safe to say, they did. They did make the they playoffs did, a couple but times, primarily because of him and Megatron, but primarily yeah. because of him. Oh yeah, you know, okay. like yeah. I think you put him on any team with a half competent wide receiver core and offensive line, he's going to put up some above average stats compared to the first half of his career. We saw it before the Super Bowl. Before the season, yeah, we saw it. He did it this year. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah. We, we just saw that. <laughs> point, point proven. Yeah, yeah. I mean, before, before this season, he was seventeenth on passing touchdowns, um, all time. So he had okay. passed Joe Montana already. So that's another uh, thing to think about. Yeah. One of the best names in football, though, right there, Joe Montana. <laughs> yep. Just um, sounds like a quarterback. Definitely. Definitely. Anyway, um, wish I knew who that guy was. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, one other thing wow. we want to talk about real quick. <laughs> Sorry, did you say he was, what was he, 17th? Yeah, he was 17th. Before this 17th year. 17th in past touchdowns. He was already all time. And, and uh, he jumped, as of right now, he's 12th. Yeah, I mean, so there's, a pretty lot good jump. Get, there's a lot that get clumped around there. Um, there's a pretty the good course. jump there. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot to get clumped as you get to the top of that list. Uh, but uh, one thing we want to talk about real quick uh, before we get uh, too far out is uh, the Super Bowl is the couple of rumors that were swirling with uh, Aaron Donald and Sean McVay. Um, I don't have a ton to say other than it would be wild if Sean McVay decided to take a few years back and end up going into broadcasting um, because he won a Super Bowl and he just like is too stressed out by coaching. Like that. I... I mean, I just, it's like one of those things where I'm like, I, I don't feel like I see it, but like, it's just, I heard it for the first time after the Super Bowl. Like it wasn't even before the, like I heard about both of these guys maybe retiring after the game ended and they won. So I'm like, uh, I don't really know what to make of it. I don't know. Like, I'm just like, I guess we'll see. I didn't really know that was on the table for either of them until yeah. now they won. And I'm like, I, I can see how that'd make you want to keep going. I, I guess I can also see how they're like, yeah, fuck it. I, I've done everything I wanted to do. Like I don't, I don't know. Well, I, I genuinely just have no opinion. Like it just, it came out of nowhere to me. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I didn't hear about it until, um, like literal. Like, like Aaron Donald got asked before about the it. Super Bowl. Someone okay. said something okay. about it to me, and I was like, uh oh. Like I didn't realize that was a thing. Um, but apparently it is. Um, yeah, I, let's. Uh, we'll see what happens there. I think uh, I would love I know to you're see the Rams it. scrambling. Uh, I, was say, I, I don't. McVay tried to choke that Super Bowl away, and he tried to choke the NFC Championship game away for all intents and purposes. Like, I, I don't know. Like, obviously, obviously but you're cool with Aaron to, Donald retiring? Like he tried to. Um, I would love to see Aaron Donald retire. Like, um, it's for his mental health at this point. He should just retire. And physical right health. The sunset. It it's about him. Health. Make him happy. It's it's not about me not wanting to play him twice a year. It's really about him and player players uh, health and safety. That's all that matters. How um, selfless of you. Just let Aaron Donald ride off into the sunset. <laughs> Very selfless. Yeah, that's just, you know me, that's the kind of guy I am, just looking out for the people. Um, <laughs> no ulterior so, motives. No. No personal I gain. I would never do that. All charity. Um, 
Nice. But yeah, those are kind of the weird uh, weird retirement rumors that were circling. It looks like Andrew Whitworth will retire. But, um, I yeah. figured so. They they rushed his Walter, Mayton, Walter Payton Man of the Year patch, and they usually just wait till the next year. But because he was like playing, they like made a whole rush to get done for the game. So I was like, I better retire. He made these people work double time. Um, also, a uh, quick update. Matt Stafford is currently 12th on all-time passing yards, and uh, I think he's 12th on passing touchdowns um, all-time. So uh, he is already very close to top 10. Um, probably will get top 10 by the end of this, in two years at least. Um, who, how many does he have passing touchdowns? How many does number 10 have? And who is number um, 10? He's at, he's at 323. Fran Tarkington's at four, 342. Eli Manning's at 10 at 366. So he'll probably take two more years to get to that. I see. Well, he can definitely get to number 11 by the end of next year. Yeah, so he, he that's what I'm saying. He plays a couple more years. He's definitely in there. He's about uh, – well, Rodgers will – if he plays one more year. He's 12th right now. Rodgers is 10. He's about 6,000 behind Rodgers. Um, so depending if Rodgers actually retires or not, which is we'll talk about next coming weeks here, um, he, he could end up being there. Uh, he's hey, about NFL honors. behind Eli Manning. We so can talk about He's probably about... got – Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, he, he's got about two more years. He's got about two more years before he's in the top ten for both passing yards and touchdowns. Um, gotcha. Potentially three years if he gets hurt or something like that. So if he ends up playing four or five good years, he's going to be pretty solidified as one of the best passing quarterbacks you've seen, and he'll have a Super Bowl championship to his name. Um, so it's NFL honors. Aaron Rodgers, MVP. Yeah. Um, how dumb are the Packers? Dude, straight up, how dumb? <laughs> Like, they gambled, and they just straight lost. Like, they traded up for a quarterback, and then their current quarterback just went on to win back-to-back MVPs. That's kind of the one of the <laughs> w- most wild stories ever to think about. Like, I mean, it, the yeah, winning back-to-back MVPs, not just – and you were back-to-back one seeds after that. <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, you're, a back-to-back, you're back-to-back one seeds with a back-to-back MVP – the year after you drafted a quarterback in the first round. And that first-round quarterback only played one game because – our starting quarterback had COVID and he sucked and the team sucked around him. Well, the team carried him to a 10 point game, whatever, 13 to 10 against the chiefs, but, and he lost and he did not look good. Um, and then the Packers are now saying they're going like, they're willing to pay him whatever he wants, basically 45 million um, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't think is the issue. I think at that point, I mean, we, will, we can get to that later, but I don't think that money's the issue at that point. I think it's a different thing, but. Um, yeah, I mean, Cooper Cup got Offensive Player of the Year. TJ Watt got Defensive Player of the Year, exactly what we thought. Um, one thing I did think was wild was Joe Burrow getting Comeback Player of the Year because it was voted on before the playoffs. So and it should have been Dak. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, the thing that was wild is, is that Nick Dak got second. Get a single vote. I'll say Dak was um, second in voting. Yeah, I don't understand how Debo didn't get a single vote for Offensive Player of the Year. Um Considering what he did for the Niners was insane, and he had a you know, very good year, one of the better receiver years too. Um, and then Bosa didn't get a vote for comeback player of the year. He came off a torn ACL and was one of the best defensive players in football too. Fifteen and a um, half. So just kind kind of weird, um, but whatever. Yeah. Mike Vrabel got coach um, of the year. Good for him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's uh, going to be a weird time for us going into the off season, but uh, we definitely have plenty of storylines in the next couple of weeks to talk about, um, and uh, then we'll start getting into draft stuff. And th- that'll more storylines will start too. This is the this is the off season. This is when 
he's coming weeks. Trades. Yeah, trade there's going to be there's going to be well, I mean, free agency. I don't know about trades. When do trades? I know free agency isn't exactly a month, or maybe like exactly free a month agency. Isn't, yeah, free agency is in a month, so until then, there could be some trades beforehand, and there okay, could so be they some can trades still after. Trade. Just yeah, I think I think after the Super Bowl is over, they can start doing some trades. Um, I think because um, they're still in a contract. I think, but maybe not. There could be one of those things where it's like that. This is going to happen, but it doesn't process until after Whenever. the year. Yeah, you know, so it's like a handshake deal. Um, I, that's my understanding of it, but honestly, roster moves, let's just say roster moves. Yeah. Yeah. But free agents aren't, aren't going to get signed or anything like that. The league year doesn't end until March, uh, mid March. So that's when all the big stuff will happen, but plenty of storylines until then. So, um, for those of you who sticked with us for the whole season, thank you. Uh, we've had a really good time. It's been a lot of fun. We love you. Yeah. It's been a good time. Uh, can't wait to, to have another off season or have this whole off season, then have another season next year, uh, bigger and better. Hopefully I'll be starting, stop us. I'll be, I'm starting my, my off season storyline tracker and it's just going to, you know, go and I'll keep taking notes as it goes on. If we get resolutions, resolutions, if not, who is this juicy going into next year? We'll see. I don't know. I mean, we already got one big one, you know, Aaron Rodgers is kicking us off, but we're not going to start now. <laughs> I mean, that's got to be the biggest off-season storyline as of February 15th. Probably. Yeah. Probably. But, but we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. Hopefully I'm some sure days. it'll be different as of February 23rd. Yeah. Oh, it's possible. Uh, uh, well, thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. Um, hope you enjoy the season. Hope you enjoy the season. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>